This is CliffCentral.com. Good morning and welcome back to Rookies and Rockstars. We are so excited. It's Wednesday, our favorite day of the week, because Miss Prue, the lady friend of mine here, we get to hang for this hour with you. And we also just get to chat everything positive and happy that's happening in our country all around the world, whatever's trending that's cool, happy, inspiring, and will get you going to where you need to be, be the best version of you. Welcome. We are pleased to have you. Hello, Miss Pro. Hello. How are you? Hey. Mrs. Chloe. Can I call you Mrs. Chloe, Mrs. Chloe? Because every week you look so amazing. Aww. Like like Duncan was saying this morning, you've accessorized well, your hair looks good, your skin looks amazing. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's funny how, you know, when you have those... Those days as a woman when you have like the average days and uh-huh. you just think inside I don't feel amazing, but I'm going to do everything I can to control how I look. So it helps me feel better. Is it one of those? It is because I'm just so full. Like oh it's, my gosh. It's, it's so interesting to feel this. Like I'm mm-hmm. 30, just over 37 weeks. Uh, I met the doula yesterday. Baby could what, come. What's the full term uh, week? 40. 40, okay. Yeah, so okay. anyone who says that you're going to be pregnant for nine months is lying is to like- you straight to your face. <laughs> I just I just told Mubs. I said, Mubs, that's not, that's, that's not true. It's definitely 10. But, I mean, some people give birth earlier. Earlier, um, exactly. If baby's prem mm. or whatever. So, but I'm happy. Honestly, though, after, because remember we interviewed the doula last week, mm-hmm. so I'm being a little bit selfish about who we're interviewing in the last two <laughs> weeks, especially for today. But after having my doula come around yesterday and just sit with my husband and I and go through mm. the birthing plan and everything around how it's going to work, how to be calm, how to overcome pain, mm. which is interesting. Like What pain? Like the, the, the giving birth pain or? Oh, I think it's, I think it's. Also around the actual labor. Mm-hmm. So you, some people labor. So my, one of my best friends labored from eight in the morning. They induced her. So they actually force your water to break and mm-hmm. they do something with your cervix. What, 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 we won't go into detail. Yeah? <laughs> Although we could, but no, I'm not interested. <laughs> but she, she was induced at eight in the morning and then ga- gave birth, I think at nine or 10 that evening. So what was she doing that whole 12 hours plus? Miss Prue, just waiting. Like this is, I think this is also the psychological freak out about, Mm -hmm. about this pregnancy story is you have zero control. Mm. It's God's plan. And that baby's it's got plan. nothing to do with you. You can't do. Okay, it had something to do with you nine months before, but <laughs> that at we that chose moment, to make it. yeah, at that moment, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with you. You're about to no. deliver a god. No, so I, I do. I, I don't. I'm not having like an average day, like a fat day, because that's mm-hmm. not true. I, I honestly, the body thing isn't really upset me. This is a natural thing. It's a blessing. I don't know what's what's going on there, but it's. It's definitely, I do feel good today after that mm-hmm. meeting and I feel That's ready. Good. So next week when we have our Cliff Central family meeting, it's going to be interesting because I RSVP to see, I was like, I'm totally coming <laughs> if the baby's not here. And then they were like, well, even if it does come while you're here, Dr. Cindy Nell will be in the house. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Fanzale, is it Fanzale or Nell? Yes, Fanzale. Sorry, Fanzale. So yeah, you know, we, I'm ready and I'm feeling extraordinarily Excited. No, that's good. The baby room's 95% done. Are you so, so, can you send me pictures? I will. Sorry. Okay. I will. Gosh, no, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So we, we are, 
we're kind of continuing a little bit around the doula vibe today just because, you know, it's exactly this pregnancy, giving birth, whole theme is a little bit like even with careers, with where you are at in terms of your motivational scale as a person. I think that women are so fed with fear by Google, by these baby blogs, by these baby apps, by all these things. And I just wanted to encourage you, if you are pregnant, to really listen to what our guest that we're calling has to say. She is one mm. of the top midwives in this country, um, Sister Lillian. And actually, the small world is our second guest who we chat to later on, uh, Karen from the Reiki Association, actually spoke at one of the seminars that Sister Lillian was at or I think hosts or co-founded. Mm-hmm. So it's actually going to be quite an interesting show. And I'm, I'm sorry if you're a dude, but, um, <laughs> you know, that could be your wife or Look, your sister one day. Exactly. So it is interesting just to hear. And the theme of it, though, the underlying issue that I have and why I really wanted to do this on kind of before I just take a little break to have the baby is that don't go on to Google all the time if you're pregnant. Leave Google. Leave the blogs. Because but the thing is with Mr. Google, it's so accessible <sighs> for a lot of people. I know. Exactly. So besides Google, we have our store right here that can give you the information that you need, which is what we're doing for you right now. No, exactly. But, mm. you know, Ms. Prue, the funny thing is, is that... I was speaking to someone who's about 70, so babyboomer.com, and they were like, it's not that we didn't have access to knowledge. Mm. You guys, it's not that all this negative stuff wasn't here. It's just in our faces. Mm. So we don't have a choice. We're driving on the road. You see a poster saying sextrader.co.za. I mean, on the N1. Have you seen it? On the M1 South, Uh some SIF billboards have been put up there. It's horrific. And then you go onto Google and they're like, do a C-section, cut yourself open, don't do natural births. And then you Mm. go onto some other blog and they're telling you some other crap. So it just never ends in Mm. terms of us being fed with this negative stuff. So Mm -hmm. my mission, as you can see, (laughs) is to just feed preggy mommies with the happy positive solutions that they mm. should be hearing that they're not healthy information exactly that mm. that hospitals and gynies just aren't doing enough of i don't think but that's just me you know me sister lillian are you there i am oh <laughs> no it's fine welcome thank you it's actually um quite interesting because the we we have another guest in the studio who I believe you also know, um, Corin Langer from the Reiki Association is with us today as well. Oh, yes, indeed. Hi, Corin. Hi, Sister Lillian. Hi. How are you doing? Well, thanks. And you? Very well, thanks. So lovely to hear from you again. Yes, of course, Reiki and all, all arts like that and the whole thing of pregnancy, birth and parenting very well together and the funny thing is we didn't even know so we we kind of when when i mentioned to to Karen that we're going to be chatting to to one of the the best most rated midwives in south africa that's when she said oh funny i was at a conference with you know someone i also know sister lily and i was like no ways that's who we're talking to so it's awesome small world yes yeah, so Obviously, for me, it's a little bit more of a, a selfish guest to have wanted to get on, on air because we were, I was in Durban last week with uh, Roland, um, who founded the Carrywell brand. Yes. And 
what a, what a dynamic human being. I mean, I can't believe that it's this chilled surfer who's the brains <laughs> with him and his partner in Denmark who are behind this incredible brand. And yeah. we were just, you know, he was just talking and then he brought up the fact that they kind of, they are partner with you and, and they do certain things with you. And I, I just want to chat about, about the midwifery kind of trend in our country and just gain from you my biggest mission to be honest Cecilia Lillian since I've been pregnant is just to feed as much healthy as as my co-host Miss Prue used the word healthy which is which is what I want to do healthy and positive information to women who are pregnant and so my first question to you is do you believe there firstly what is the midwife's role in today's society compared to what it used to be <laughs> Depends when you mean it used to be, because it's changed, it goes in waves. It's fortunately, midwifery is enjoying a bit of a revival worldwide at the moment. Having said that, you know, most babies in this world are still delivered with the help of a midwife, be it a traditional midwife, or, well, mostly a traditional midwife. But if we're talking the city, cosmopolitan type setup. Um, it's a very varied model. Everyone knows their midwives in hospitals, but they and they are midwives. In their hearts they're midwives, but actually they don't really do what midwives used to do. They're not as uh, um, primary in the whole care. They care for the woman throughout her labor, but when it comes to the actual delivery of the baby, the obstetrician comes in. Um, and then you do, of course, nowadays increasingly have active birth units and home birth centers. Uh, home birthing centers where it can be somebody else's home, the midwife's home or a little business, or a midwife can come to your home. That's actually the beauty of midwifery. By the way, hospital groups are starting with midwifery-led birthing units as well now. And really, if a midwife is true to her heart and her calling, she can stand by a woman with the very best birth. Can I still persuade you, Jade? Oh, no. So you don't need to persuade me. I am to- I'm going to Genesis. I've got a midwife. I've got a doula. I'm all over this. This child is coming out as naturally as possible. <laughs> but but what is interesting and, and what I kind of would love to hear your, your opinion and insight on, what I was terribly frustrated with is that the hospital I was at and the initial thought process for me wasn't Genesis at all. What happened was... I went to a gynae I was recommended to in Johannesburg because we'd come from Durban. I had um, obviously the, I'm sure you know of Candace Roberts in Durban. She's wonderful. She's so pro-natural. She's amazing. But I'd come to Johannesburg. I was referred to the gynae here. And there is not one bit of personal engagement. There's not one bit of the gynae saying, this is what you do in the hospital. Phone this hospital. The hospital doesn't phone you. No one even says, look, you know, when you get here, come and have a look where you're going to have the baby. There's nothing. Whereas the whole personal kind of attention, it's not about the attention, but just then going to a place like Genesis, which is more private, and I get that it's not everybody's seen, just... Um, I'm sure you also know Sue King very well. Yes. So Sue's actually, I feel privileged to have her as my midwife. That is my midwife. Mm-hmm. 
So I do have Sue and I've got Clorette, um, one of the doulas there. But I just found that there is a complete disconnect between the Ghanis, the hospitals and the pregnant mom. And I don't know how or what we can do. I would love to start some form of anything that just starts to educate moms around around the midwife mm. and around more, well, like, you know? You know, Jade, it, it really is happening. If I look back to, oh, look, presume you must be late 20s, early 30s, am I right? Yes, I'm 30, yes. We yes. Won't, won't, don't tell anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> if I look back to when I was your age and a young midwife, it was war out there, war on midwives. I mean, I was a home birthing midwife at that stage, and really, my midwifery colleagues, let alone the doctors, looked down on me. They were, and there were a number of older midwives like myself. Um, it really was a, a battlefield out there. Nowadays, it's not. I mean, really, everyone knows they are private midwives now, or just about everybody, and they know about active birth units. So it has moved on, and there's a lot of movements apart from the work that we do directly with mums and, and pregnant women. We also, for instance, run Sensitive Midwifery, the symposium that uh, Karen told you about where she was one of our speakers. We started that in 1996 so that we could sensitize the profession. It's oh. a bit like chopping away a granite block, but I really believe that it has had impact. And there are others who work to, to, towards that as well. You know, maybe one should just take a breath and say, in some ways I feel a bit sorry for the obstetricians because they pay huge, huge insurance premiums. And uh, it, it, but it's a, a vicious circle. Maybe because of the way they practiced in the first place, that became necessary. And there's that whole vicious cycle between legal activity and the medical world and so on. So it, it, it's actually quite sick. But you can circumvent that by saying, I want a natural birth. Hear what I say, not a normal birth, a natural birth. Do you know the difference? What's the difference? Well, what would, if, you, if you hear the concept normal, what do you understand by it? Let me turn the tables on you. So this is, I'm going to hand it over Uh to Ms. Prue because this is exactly (laughs) the kind of person that I want to be targeting going forward around sensitizing and, and creating awareness of, of birth. So I'm going to let Ms. Prue answer that for you because she's single and gorgeous and she's a South African DJ on the, on, you know, outside of the studio. And so she's, so, so you answer Ms. Prue. What in your mind is a normal birth? Okay, there's normal and natural, right? When I think normal, I'm thinking everything has gone well, um, whether it's cesarean or whatever, everything went well in the procedure room. When I think natural, I'm thinking the baby's popping out of... Um, the vajayjay. The vajayjay. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the baby popping out? <laughs> the baby pops out the vajayjay. That's a natural birth, folks. <laughs> is, is, that, is that the right answer, Sister well, Lillian? Um, half and half. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Normal is for me certainly does not include a cesarean section. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying cesarean section is always wrong because if there's a good a good reason for it, and 
most of the reasons in South Africa aren't good. But if there's a good one, then it's good. But normal is a vaginal delivery. But in our setting, that can include an episiotomy, the cut that they do. It could even include a, a forceps or a suction delivery. It includes lying on your back, possibly having your feet strapped up, lying on your back, monitored throughout your labor in a hospital. I honestly believe the hospital environment is not the ideal environment. A pregnant woman is not a patient. She's Mm. a woman having a baby. And in fact, the hospital setting makes women terrified. And anxiety is the single biggest thing that stops a birth happening naturally. Natural birth is what Mother Nature intended. And by the way, left to her own devices, she would get it right So does that answer your question, Ms. Mm, no, it does. It does. Extremely. So if I like even hear, of... if I even hear, once you're married <laughs> and once there's a bun in that oven, if I even hear that you're not considering a midwife, I'm going to come and beat you. No, look, I, I'm, I'm learning a, a lot of things, especially in the past two weeks when it comes to pregnancy and actually watching you, Jade, um, growing and everything. So with, with what, what you're talking about today, Sister Lillian, Lillian, is actually quite enlightening because I thought a midwife was sort of like a gynecologist like you guys do the exact same thing i didn't know it was there was more feeling and more there was more there's more attachment between you and the patient than there is with the gynae and the patient because the gynae they're just waiting for the next person to come in go out come in go out with you guys it's actually something a whole lot more personal it's a whole experience but even midwives mustn't take over and think of it as their birth You know, it's your body, your birth, your baby. We are supposed to be in your service. Mm. And one of the biggest mistakes midwives make is to model themselves on doctors. Look, midwifery is a profession in its own right, but that doesn't mean you've got to be bossy. Unfortunately, in South Africa, and possibly in nursing terms generally, we, we do this bossy model. And really, all you need is somebody who's a quiet, confident, caring person with knowledge. Mm. They're alongside you. Your body knows how to give birth. You've just got to listen to it. You were made for it, you know. Mm. And if you believe that and you work on that anxiety, it's half the battle won. Oh, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I must be honest, I was just saying in the beginning before we got you onto the phone, I had my doula come around and chat to my husband and I last night. And the peace that has come with her just diffusing the fears, because this is my whole thing. I think that society is feeding these women with fear. I think the reason that 70% of them are opting without even research, without even thinking about it, the reason 70% are opting for C-section is they're so afraid of a natural birth seeming Mm. like the more hectic, scary, risky option, whereas actually Caesars are (laughs) man-made. Yes. Look, you're totally right. Anxiety makes your muscles clamp down. Yeah. You have a baby. You've got to open up and relax your muscles. Otherwise, how are you going to get that baby out? 
Yeah, no, I, I, can't, I actually can't believe we were even talking um, with with the doula. I can't believe how even past history trauma. So whether the mum has been abused in her, when she was, you know, smaller or older, or how actually the birth is so related to so is connected to so many things within the mum's mind. And how anxiety, post-traumatic stress from a previous kind of incident, how it mm. all affects that birth canal. It's, it's very fascinating. Mm. And you know what's scary is that if you have a bad experience, that is going to cloud future experiences. Mm. But I also want every woman listening to know that birth can heal so much emotionally. And, but if you miss out on the birth of your dreams because whatever happens now that you can't get all of this that we're talking about implemented, the other thing that can heal the experience is breastfeeding your baby. It, re- it releases similar hormones and oxytocin and prolactin. They, they really, they're the, well, oxytocin is the hormone of love, Pro- prolactin of tender mothering and it can you know it helps you put your child first your baby first oxytocin will never make labor impossible for a woman if you're given an induction or an augmentation of your labor that's with synthetic oxytocin and that never goes away it just stays constant and many women think that's what labor is about because they go to hospital too soon number one and they're so early in labor that eventually somebody has the bright idea of moving the labor along mm. and give her synthetic oxytocin. And her natural oxytocin goes into remission. And that is the start of intervention and eventually your seizure, which complicates breastfeeding. It doesn't mean it's impossible, but it complicates it in the beginning. It's, it's so sad. And what I wish for... Every single woman in this country of ours is that she can experience what birth is supposed to be. Absolutely, and mm. I'm I'm glad I. So it's it's pretty much if you knew me, you'd know that I'm. I love to tackle the alternate ways of looking at things because what's sad is that now natural birthing has become an alternate way of like I, I I'm I'm at bras or I'm at a book club or whatever you're doing, and they go, oof, really, hey, natural, sure, and they yeah. look at you like you're demented, and so I've I just want to ask Karen while while you're both with us on the line, um, Sister Lillian, because. Yeah. For me, Reiki is definitely one of those alternate kinds of healing or working through energies, whatever it is. And so we're going to get into Reiki in more depth once we've said goodbye to you. But just the connection or kind of summing up what Karen spoke about at that symposium with you is, Karen, from from your side, do you believe that mums could be doing more to be – I mean, how do, how do you incorporate the Reiki with – the midwives or with people who are open to being calmer and incorporating this into actually doing things as naturally as possible. Mm. Reiki helps immensely with, with the birthing process. I mean, the whole process is a gentle, loving, non-invasive process. And it's also very much about being mindful, being in the moment. Um, you know, I always say to practitioners, when you go, when you're doing a session, you need to be in the zone, not zoned out. 
Ah. And in essence, if you're birthing and you're connecting with your partner and you're in the moment and you're present and you're not zoned out on drugs, you can have a wonderful experience if everything is going well um, and the pain is manageable. So I'm very much for Reiki and natural birthing. And are you sometimes there with the mum, like, or, or do you, or do you do these classes before? So for me, if I've got three weeks left, would I have like one or two classes with you in terms of breathing and calm and like being in that moment? Well, as far as I'm concerned, if we look at the Western styles of Reiki, we actually need to look at the Western mind, okay. which tends to battle to focus. Phew. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. For me, training is three months, oh, you wow. know, because it's about training the mind, helping people to move into the zone, developing mindfulness in the individuals, learning, you know, we, we manifest our thoughts. So if mm. you fear complications, you receive complications mm. um, and everything happens either on a conscious level, a subconscious level or a soul level. So very often if we are consciously worried about complications we can create them and reiki will help immensely to to remain calm and to develop that mindfulness in the practitioner um, as well as in the receiver um, in actuality when makawa sui first developed reiki in the 1920s it was mainly taught to midwives and women mm. and and that was which was quite wonderful mm. and chiyoko yamaguchi who is um the founder of Jikiden Reiki actually said that if you give Reiki to a baby 20 minutes every day till they're five years, they will grow up with a strong moral compass. No way. Wow. So Reiki and birthing, I believe Reiki goes with everything. I mean, in terms of even aging gracefully, mm. um, Reiki helps. When you develop mindfulness, um, it really helps. You know, in essence, one of the misconceptions is when Reiki was developed by Makawa Sui, he was actually looking for enlightenment and he found healing as a result. And he found, he said that when one achieves what they call Anjinruima, which basically means permanent enlightenment, because we all have moments of temporary enlightenment when we feel joy and we feel mm. peace, but permanent enlightenment, even the greatest people on this planet, I, I reckon, have moments of crazy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Moments, capital M. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not going to manifest letters. that thought. Oh. So, uh -huh. so we, we're going to get into to the Reiki part. But just, Sister Lillian, do you, are you, so you're obviously, if, if Corin was one of the speakers, you're a fan of these kind of alternate ways of helping the mom process what she's doing naturally? Um, absolutely. So long as it's gentle and it helps people be in touch with what's in themselves anyway then I'm a fan. And, uh, you know, I just want to say, like, you've got three weeks left. And I do believe the body and the mind, right? I mean, intuition is, for me, incredibly important. But that connection between body and mind is there by virtue of being pregnant and the changing hormones in a woman's body. That equips her for natural birth. Yes, the shouting of the world out there which is all these fearful messages we've been getting, it, it makes it very difficult. Mm. But it does not disempower you unless you let it. Because those hormones are so powerful. If you just don't fight them, they will take over. 
shouting and clanging around you or making loud noises, including those helping you. It's, a, it's supposed to be quiet because in a quiet space, the hormones start being liberated as they were supposed to be. Then also, one has to be very much, uh, careful of not using any harsh stimuli of, other, of another nature, like harsh lights, harsh smells. And you know, those are things that hospitals are famous for. And that is why it can so often just work against the unfolding of the hormones. And then, of course, follow what your body's telling you. If your body's saying, lying here on my back is just not working. And if anybody tells you that you need to do it because you have to be monitored the whole time or whatever, it is wrong. It is in exceptional cases when that is needed because it's already a very complicated setup. But a pride birth works with the laws of physics, the laws of nature, the laws of gravity, and everything, walking around, keeping yourself moving around. You know, that's why we women have hips that wobble from side to side, <laughs> because that actually helps your baby navigate through your pelvis. Oh, wow. Clever. So got to be upright, and you will give better birth. Yeah, I must, mm-hmm. I must be honest. Hearing that, I, I was quite in the beginning because I didn't understand all this yet. I was very unpregnant at the time. My sister-in-law gave birth standing up. She, mm. she had done hypnobirthing, which is another whole subject on its own. And some people are mm. pro it and some people aren't, but it worked for her and her husband and her little boy. And she literally was in labor for such a short period of time, but stood up in the hospital that they, they asked her if she wanted to sit and she's like, no, thank you. And she stood up, she pushed this little boy out and it was beautiful. And at the fir- at first I judged it because I was like, what the heck? Because you don't see it. You see, this is half the problem. Even, even some of the Cliff Central crew here this morning, we were saying we're fed with what movies tell us. We're fed with all these visuals of how birth looks. The woman screaming in that hospital with her legs bent, clamps going crazy. And it's, that's not it. No, that might seem like it's normal. But it's not natural. No, and and just in in closing, Sister Lillian, um, I just wanted to ask you if I were to have gone because I had I didn't pursue it because I I had chosen then to to move away from the hospital. If a woman is booked in at a hospital, does a midwife exist in the hospital automatically within the maternity ward, or do you have to request one? Um, but the midwives in the hospital unit are all midwives, but they are really the doctor's assistant when it comes to the actual delivery. However, a good midwife, and by the way, you'd get whoever's on shift, so you can't sort of take your midwife in with you. There's one other model I'll tell you about in a moment, but if that midwife in your standard private hospital, for instance, embodies the spirit of a sensitive midwife throughout the first stage, encourages you to move around, ensures a nice protected private space, supports you in your birth dream. Actually, second stage, the actual birth of the baby is still unlike is still likely to unfold very well, even in a hospital setup. Remember, in state hospitals they mostly done normal deliveries just by midwives. So there you would get a midwife, but it's not your dedicated midwife that you've chosen. Um, and also we have other 
groups, private hospital groups in South Africa that have started midwifery-led units, and they're starting to roll them out adjacent to or somewhere else or in a different hospital group. And they are led by, there you can have your own midwife, or it will be a hospital midwife, but it will be a doctor. It will only be called if there's a complication or a need. But it will still be a fairly hospitalized setting. But that's already one good step further. And then you get active birth units like Genesis. And then you also get birthing houses or birthing homes that are increasingly springing up. And they probably are the closest to having it in your home, but not in your home. uh, There won't be a Caesar theater. You know, for instance, Genesis has a Caesar theater. But you know what, if you need a Caesar, you don't need it like from one second to the next. If you're a good midwife, you see that coming. Those birth houses have backup plans, and they'll still get you into a hospital in time for your Caesar. So I really like those birth house or birth home um, uh, phenomena as well. They really are good. But yes, midwives come in many different guises at the moment in South Africa, but hopefully more and more will be your main partner in birthing apart from your own partner. Just out of interest, um, Sister Lillian, are there any male with, uh, midwives out there? Yes, yes there wow. are. Um, I don't think I know of any in South African private practice, but I do know of a number in hospital units. There was one fantastic male midwife I'm sure you won't mind me saying his name, Patrick Moshime. Mm. He's actually now going on to study to be an obstetrician because he wants to change the world of obstetrics. But, Good for him. Um, uh, 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 yes, there are a few. They are called accoucheurs. It's a French, French word, and they prefer that to male midwife. Um, although Patrick, he used to love being called Sister Patrick. He was, <laughs> and, and he was a very proud male midwife. He, he felt uh, he said, you know, if a gynae or an obstetrician can be a man, mm. one can a midwife. And, so, and yeah. sorry, Sister Lillian, just lastly, where do we, f- what is the best way for any pregnant mommy to find a midwife? Well, um, they probably grouping nowadays is the way to go, but they can also always be in contact with us. Um, if you look on the Sister Lillian Center Facebook page, our contact details will be there. We've got a very active Facebook page that supports women. So what what was the Facebook page called? Sister Lillian Center. Sister Lillian Center. Yes. As center yes. as in like the center of birthing. That's right. C-E-N-T-R-E. Okay, so Sister Lillian Center. So, I mean, thank you so much for your time. I know that... I know that you've got lives to, lives to, lives to save, to bring into the world, to, to de-stress mommy bears. So. Well, it's been a pleasure and listen all the best for your experience. <gasps> Thank you. Uh, tap, tap into, tap into that deep intuition in you and it will unfold well. Yeah. And also I think I've got like team extreme. I've got Sue King and Clorette. So I'm game and my husband. Yeah. So I've got the best people with me. So if I, ca- if it doesn't happen, well then, God had other plans anyway, so I think okay. I think we're going to be good. Don't it. I know. Don't I know. <laughs> Remember that thing. It's, it's, it can happen. It's going to happen. 
your job is to just relax and let it happen. Yes, no, I'm, you are, you're totally right. So I'm already starting last night. Clarette's given me my breathing exercises to just calm down. I've my last day of work this Friday, going home just to start to to kind of unwind, and um, I'm sure that the little dude will be comfortably happy to come out the way he was designed to when it happens. Yes, absolutely. And if you're needing a, little, a few tips here and there, stick with well, our Facebook page is probably the most accessible. Our website gives you lots of blogs and articles. Because I know how moms are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially first time. What's going on in your mind? But that's what our job is. Stunning. Thank you. Thank you so much. And and again, thank you to Roland from Carrywell for being kind enough to connect us to you. He um, is such a stunning, stunning human. human. And uh, also just, it was quite interesting to hear from a man how much he knew. I suppose he does need to know a lot, but he knew a lot. I was like, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much, Sister Lillian. I'll definitely go and check out the Facebook page, which is Sister Lillian Center, and also go onto the site for more resources. We are now going to be chatting to Karen Langer from the Reiki Association. So goodbye, Sue. Thank you, um, Sue. I'm calling your mom. I'm calling you my midwife. So thanks. Sister. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so thank you so much, and we will be in touch with you soon. Okay, take care, Jade. All the best. Thank Bye, you. Bye, Karen. Bye. 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 So, I mean, Karen, there is, in terms of of alternate solutions to people finding ways for their, not only birth, because, I mean, this mm. is one, we're very, as I said, it's such a coincidence that we managed to speak to Sister Lillian, and you know her, and it's all part of how you integrate yourselves within the community of health. But... I just want to go back to Reiki because we're speaking ar- around Reiki like we all know what Reiki is. But I do believe that if you are experiencing a very high stressful job or like Corin said earlier, you battle to focus at work, at varsity, wherever you are, there are ways and techniques that can help you to do this. And I think one of them is Reiki. So Corin, what is Reiki? Okay. Reiki is an energy healing modality that was discovered as a byproduct of Makawasui's um, experience to try and achieve enlightenment. And he found that when one does achieve enlightenment, healing takes place naturally. The body resorts to healthfulness. Um, the Western Reikis believe that any thought that eats the mind in time has to eat the body. And very often if we can understand what the cause is, we can help to heal it. You know, um, in terms of, of pure Reiki, pure energy work, we need to also take a moment and just look at what causes the body to go out of alignment. Because I believe very often um, pain is a body's, your body's way of getting attention that there's something wrong. Any medical doctor will tell you 70% of illness can be exacerbated or caused by stress. Mm. And the thing is, what stresses one person will not stress another. What stresses me won't stress you. So very often, if we can get to the cause of the stress and help to alleviate it by creating mindfulness within the individual, um, we can help to get to the cause of the illness and change the mindset required to bring about perfect healing. Nice. Mm. So it's where 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 does the Reiki power come from? Everything around us has got life force energy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when our bodies are functioning optimally, the energy is moving through us perfectly. Um, you mustn't forget most of your Eastern health models see the body as a dynamic energy system, which is affected by things like weather, climate, stress, mm. um, and a whole lot of other factors. Um, it's only often in the, the Western med- medical model where we actually see the body more as a machine, mm. um, which we just need to replace parts or fix parts when things go wrong. Um, but when you see the body as a dynamic energy system, you realize that we have vital energy flowing through us and things like pollution, incorrect diet, not enough sleep, all of that affects and depletes the natural energy of our body. All around us, there is life force energy. You, you can almost taste it if you're mm. in the Drakensberg and you drink stream water. You can almost taste that natural energy or mm. You're in the Drakensberg and you breathe that air or you pluck fruit and actually eat it fresh, fresh. You can almost taste and smell that life force energy that surrounds us. Mm. And when we become depleted, we can tap into this life force energy and bring it through us to us. Now, you all know that if you've got two people and one's in a bad mood and the other's in a great mood, one of two things will happen. Mm. The one will either bring the other person down or the other person will lift the other person up. Mm. So if we spend, that's where in Western Reiki, we spend three months developing the practitioner to a point where they've dealt with their issues and they've sorted their pain and their anger and their stress points. And then they're at a position where their energy or their vibration is at a at a point, a higher point where they can help the other person who's perhaps stressed because maybe they're going through chemotherapy or they're mm. stressed because they've lost somebody dear to them mm. and to actually help uplift the person um, to raise their vibration, to help lift them, to create a sense of calm and peace. And very often as a byproduct of Reiki, just by talking sometimes and allowing a person to see that anything is possible and healing is possible and holding a vision of health and wholeness very often also contributes towards well-being. Mm. I think it's very important, um, as Jade was talking about, having a relationship with her doula, having a relationship with her midwife. You know, um, we often don't have that relationship with doctors, especially Mm. people going Mm. through illnesses like chemotherapy. Mm. And if... We can have somebody, uh, a Reiki practitioner, who has gone through a huge process of understanding who they are, being in a place of peace, being calm, being in a really great place, can actually really connect from a heart space, from a mindful space with the person who's going through, well, arguments say chemotherapy or even Mm -hmm. birthing, and actually just help that person to keep focused, um, focus on the end result, focus on living, focus on health, focus on wellness, and just raise that person's field to create wealth and uh, to create health and wellness. Yeah, and it's, do you remember, Miss Prue, when we had, I don't know if it was still Simba and I or you and Carly and I, when we had Dr. Steve Gullen. No, we had Dr. Steve here around mindfulness and keeping calm. Yes. And yeah. it's quite interesting because. I, now that you've, the one thing that you've said this entire time that stuck with me, even when we were chatting to Sister Lillian, is that you manifest your thoughts. 
So if you're expecting complicate, what did you say? If you expect the complications, complications you receive. You receive. So I think that's probably a very quite a strong weakness of of mine as a human being. Mm. I don't think that we take enough time to slow it down and to actively realize that our thoughts are so powerful. Very much so. And even during this, I mean, unfortunately, I'm going to always bring it back to birthing for now. Mm. <laughs> a little bit on, more on trend for me than, although even if we said general life, I don't think we, number one, we realize the thought process is as powerful as it is. And when I hear the doula and when I hear the midwife saying, Jade, you can, just, like even how you heard the sister Lillian say, don't overthink it. Mm. It really, honestly, even with, with you, Miss Prue, because you've got so much going on in your life and your career's taking off and you're this, you know, celebrity DJ and you're doing all these things. We, we forget that just to, to, to rein it in and mm. just to sit and have quiet time and just to be kind and gentle to yourself mm. and then to generate those thoughts. That's why for me, you know, I'm I'm probably a little bit more of an alternate Christian in a sense because I don't believe these kinds of things are harmful to the Christian faith. If you if if you've been given a gift to be able to help me mm. to calm down and to produce and process pow- like more positive, healthy thoughts, how is that going to take away from my faith with God? Absolutely. You know, and mm. I think that's where people get so freaked out by Reiki and what's the other one I did in Durban where it's almost not body talk, um, but they. Kinesiology. Yes. Kinesiology is a wonderful, also oh. wonderful modality. Um, a lot of these things are, you know, there's a couple of things. First and foremost, Makawasu was asked um, to actually have to make Reiki a religion so that people could meet in big groups because this was all developed pre-Second World War. Japan was contemplating going into the Second World War and large groups of people were not allowed to meet because uh, they were accused of being anti-war pacifists okay. because in essence um, a lot of Japanese people did not want to enter the Second World War because it had nothing to do with them. Mm. And Makawasui was asked to make Reiki a religion so that he could have large groups meeting and he refused. He says Reiki is for all religions. It is not a religion. Wonderful. Mm. And And in essence, it is actually about universal healing energy and universal healing energy is in essence coming from a heart space secondly the belief is that if one can live by the reiki principles which are things like do not anger um you know um, do not worry do your duty fully if you can live by those principles you can create you can release a lot of stress and those principles of are at the core of most religions. Um, what I love about the traditional Japanese styles of Reiki, you recite the principles in the morning with the intention to live by them. And in the evening you meditate on why couldn't I live by this principle? What was this about that I could? I got angry today? I got angry today because somebody pushed my button because I've got a button that can be pushed. Whee. I'm not as resolved as I think. So <laughs> I love the fact um it was even um, Hawaii Takata, one of the Reiki forefathers, who actually said that the universe will give you your homework to do every day. 
And how do you work out what stresses you if you're just going to call other people idiots and then carry on with your lives? If somebody's Uh pushed a button, it's because you have a button to push. And in essence, everybody you meet is here to teach you something. So when we're involved in the situation, very often we can't deal with it because our ego is at play. At night when we're calm and we're quiet and we're in a bath or before we go to bed, we can recite the principles again and actually realize, you know what, I couldn't live by this one twice today. Why? What's this about? What from my childhood got triggered? Because obviously something did get triggered. Mm. Yeah. And and I think also for me, so how I blend my Christian faith with kind of the, the Reiki principles, as it were, is when I, I actually I met with a Reiki a lady once and what we did is we said okay so all you need to do is adjust that to fruits of the spirit so for me what i do is i take the reiki principles of every morning and and you know it's funny how christians freak out when they hear meditate on the word mm. and we're asked to meditate on the word they're like oh what well now we're bringing meditation into christianity oh this mm. is pushing boundaries whereas no actually like all of these things have that common thread. Mm. If you take the, the, the almost the skeleton of what Reiki is asking you to do, and it, if you need to adjust it to your own beliefs, it's still the same thing. You're still saying, okay, I'm waking up in the morning, I'm going through scripture, and if self-discipline, not being angry, self, you know, self-control, all the fruits are what you want to live by that day, mm. similar kind of thing. Absolutely. And that's why people freak me out because they're so anti this alternate health solutions and everything because I I don't know, I'm not sure where it comes from. Look, as far as I'm concerned, one of the big problems we need to look at is that religion often separates people into us and them, our people, their people. And in actuality, I believe we're all one. We're one soul and Everybody wants the same. We all want to be happy. We all want to have food in our fridge and a roof over our head. Mm. And we all want our children to be healthy and happy. And in essence, um, all religions have the same basic core of love your neighbor, um, have compassion for all humanity. Patience, kindness. Absolutely. And I, I can't understand how religion can be intolerant of something which is about love, compassion, understanding, acceptance, mindfulness, being in the moment. And sometimes people think if I pray enough, then it's okay that I you pull know, a zap at the taxi. Yes, that I lose my <laughs> temper or whatever, you know, I'll just pray forgiveness. Yeah. And it's no. actually about understanding no. why we did what we did in the first place. Absolutely. And I love the, but- the but- button pushing thing because that for me is very true. I don't think enough people say, Actually, they pushed my button because I have that button to be pushed. So, unfortunately, Corin, we're, we're out of time. And I really would like to, if if you would like to find out more about Reiki or where you can get hold of someone to work with you in, in the Reiki space, where can they find you or where can they find the website? What How does that look? Okay. The Reiki Association of Southern Africa is the longest standing re- website. We're the most credible. Um, and and you, what is that? It's a group of teachers and practitioners who choose to be governed. Okay, and what is the site I mean? www.reikiassociation.co.za Perfect, and on there they can get in touch, find someone to find do... Find a practitioner pra- in the area, there's a map and you can click on and find a practitioner in your area, find Wonderful. a teacher in your area and we've got teachers and practitioners countrywide. 
Okay, awesome. And anything just in terms of one little nugget that you want to leave with us today in terms of, you know, your beliefs and, and how it's worked for you that you wouldn't leave some encouragement with people that are, are listening? Well, my life revolves around Reiki and everything I do, I do with mindfulness and peace. And all I can say is my life is good. It really works. Um, I, I always laugh about maybe when you past 40 your head comes right and maybe that's ten also years part to go, Ms. Prue. we got 10 years to go until mm. our heads come right <laughs> and maybe that's just part of it just a sense yeah. of peace understanding not blaming um accepting what happens look to say that i live by 24 7 is a lie i have my moments i have anger issues you are human it's okay we yeah, we're all human. And I just find that a lot of people who sit there going, oh, no, I'm spiritual and I'm loving and, you know, they don't feel their anger because I believe you've got to feel it in order to heal it. They, you know, they don't get angry. They just grow tumors. So I also believe one needs to be real. One needs to understand what's happening in your life and um, to just deal with everything as it comes your way. Wonderful. And so just in case you didn't get that, if you are interested in Reiki or finding a practitioner near you, it's www.reikiassociation.co.za. You can find out more information there. Ms. Pru and I will be sharing our podcast from today on our At Rookies Rockstars handle and also from our Facebook pages. And we look forward to getting in touch with you again next week, Wednesday on Rookies and Rockstars. Thank you, Karen, for your time. It's been glorious. Thank you so much for having me on my show and all the best for three weeks. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to tell myself all the positive stuff from now. I promise. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> so, Miss Prue, you will be flying solo, baby. So That is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. You're going to be good. But I'm going to be away having a little baby. I'll hopefully be touching base next week. If not, it means this beautiful little human has come into the world. However, Miss Prue will keep you entertained, motivated, and happy on Rookies and Rockstars. So we will be back next week, Wednesday, on cliffcentral.com from 10 to 11. Bye. This is cliffcentral.com.